it's also getting really clear. It's sometimes hard to get really clear about what the boundary actually is, where that line is actually drawn. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. <laughs> Woohoo! Another week, another podcast with Corey Whitelin. And we are talking about the Work Life Balance for Entrepreneurs series, episode three. If you have not listened to episode one and two, please do so because they're awesome. I welcome you back, Corey. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. And this topic is extremely important. And I think it's going to be such a great addition to, to our series here for, for all people, but especially for entrepreneurs. I do think so. And yeah, exactly. Like you say, all we're talking about in this series is not really only for entrepreneurs, it's for everyone. And in this episode, we're talking about uh, setting boundaries. So should we kick off maybe by talking about, I think, what you call the myth of self-care? Yes. Oh, I um, sometimes have a little bit of beef with that word self-care, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I think that self-care has become this idea that unless you are doing something really grand for yourself, like going on a vacation or a holiday, going to a spa day or spending a weekend with your friends, that it doesn't kind of count as self-care. And yet I believe that in order for self-care to really nourish us and for self-care to really support us every day and in all of our activities and all of our work, that we need to lean in and really pay attention to everything that we do every day that is those small little nuggets of self-care that get us through our mornings, that get us through tough meetings, that get us through bedtimes if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about, and that help us stay in that neutral, receptive, balanced state throughout the day. And, you know, self-care can be anything from staying in bed 10 more minutes in the morning to spending some time journaling, to spending your morning planning your day so that you start your day with a beautiful plan going forward or even cleaning a space or breathing or knitting or cooking or baking. There's so many things that are that can help us take care of ourselves. And so why does that relate to boundaries? Well, unless we set boundaries for ourselves and for the people around us, we aren't going to have the space mentally, physically, in time to be able to, to create those moments of self-care self -care throughout our day. I love that. And I love that you say it can be little things, even staying a bit longer in bed. And it's all about listening to your body and listening what your body's saying at the moment. Because I, I know I'm, I'm someone who's fairly strict with myself. <laughs> That's a German coming <laughs> through probably. But I have a, a morning routine that takes me two hours in the morning and 
I, I love it because it helps me to wake up because I do need some time to wake up. It helps me to have me time because my boyfriend is sleeping while I do all while whilst I do all the stuff. Um, it's still quiet because it's also still dark. <laughs> I get up at 6 a.m. at the moment and usually. And I do all these things that I feel that is taking care of myself. I do, I do some exercises. I do some face yoga. I do, I learn some French. I do some yoga. I do some like massage with the massage roller, roller and all kinds of other things <laughs> in these two hours. There's enough time. But sometimes I can't get up. Because I'm just too tired. Because maybe we went to bed later than usual, or I because maybe there was a visit, or we had dinner with friends, and I did not go to bed at 9:30 to fall asleep at 10. <laughs> and then I sometimes feel oh, I couldn't didn't get everything done that I wanted to get done. And I love getting this having this time in the morning because I know I, I start working at a specific time as well. And sometimes that then feels like, oh, now I didn't have enough time to wake up. And then I'm, I'm getting annoyed with myself. But in the end, I, I was doing the right thing because otherwise I would have been too tired. So sometimes even knowing when to not do things that you know are doing good to you and your body can also be self-care. <laughs> Staying long and bad. Yes, 100%. I love that you said, listen to your bodies, right? And that, you know, connects back to what we talked about in the last episode on stress of noticing what is happening in your body first. And, you know, that staying up late, that is, and being with friends or spending extra time with your partner or watching a really fun movie. So you went to bed at 11. That is also self-care. So, or even if you didn't do self-care the night before, then you probably need it in the morning, right? So I love that idea of, of being flexible and being giving yourself the grace and the space to take care of what it is that you need at that time, even if it isn't exactly what you had planned, right? I totally agree. It's extremely important just listen to yourself and do what feels good in that moment it's good to have routines and it's good to to know what makes you feel good and taking me time i think is another important thing and it's also an important factor of setting boundaries of course and who what and who and where should we set boundaries actually and and why do people not send, set them let's talk about this because I think a lot of times people don't set them because they don't want to upset maybe someone and or even upset myself like I just said in the morning when I didn't get my two hours morning routine I'm a bit annoyed <laughs> with myself yeah. and I mean you, we shouldn't beat ourselves up and we shouldn't feel like we're offending people and, and how to set boundaries is another topic. But why do you think people often don't set the boundaries? Yes, this is a huge, huge topic amongst my clients. Maybe the number one thing I talk with my clients about is setting boundaries. And I think, you know, there's so many facets to the reason why it's hard to set boundaries. Exactly what you said. It is difficult to anticipate and or actually make other people feel disappointed or upset. 
that is in, in human nature, that is a challenging emotion to sit with. It's also difficult, like you said, to feel maybe a little bit of shame or worry of, or feel those shoulds. Like you said, I should have gotten up. I should do my routine. You know, I, I say that we should all over ourselves and nothing good comes from that. <laughs> there's, there's not really any benefit to that. So I think the first thing is noticing what it is that you're worried about in setting boundaries. Who are you worried about upsetting? And what are you worried about will happen if you set those boundaries? It's also getting really clear. It's sometimes hard to get really clear about what the boundary actually is, where that line is actually drawn. Sometimes in relationships, boundaries can get really blurry, whether it's a relationship, a personal one or one in your professional life. And how is it, where is it that you set that line? Is it a time? Is it a space? You know, I have one person I know who does all of her personal communication on text, but any professional communication needs to be through Slack. So even if the same person is professional and personal in her life, she doesn't allow those two spaces to cross. And that's a way that she helps keep a boundary of space and of time. I think the other thing is to know it's it might get uncomfy. It might get uncomfortable to set these boundaries, especially if you're setting boundaries that haven't been there before. People might push back. You might push back on yourself, like you were saying, Christine. There might be some disappointment. There might be some you know, curiosity or, or frustration. And that the way that we can move through that in a healthy way is to go back to our why. So getting really clear about why that boundary is important to you. What about centering that boundary is going to feed yourself? What about setting that boundary is going to protect yourself or protect your time or protect your work? Um, so an example with a client that I have is that he was having a really hard time setting boundaries with work and home. His boss was calling him at all hours of the night. He was expected to be on Slack 24 hours a day. And it was really taking a toll on his marriage on his partnership and so he had to have a meeting with his boss about okay this is the time that i clock out and i will not be on slack or i will not be returning emails until this time in the morning and he got pushback from his boss his boss tested those boundaries by continuing to you know message him continuing to email him and what we worked on is always going back to that why. The why was that it was really important for him to nourish his relationship with his wife, to build back that connection, to build back that partnership. And so each time that challenge of the Slack coming in was presented or that ding of the email, he could go back to that center of the why. Why am I doing this? What is important about this? And it sounds very simple, but it's not easy. You know, all of these tools we're talking about simple, not easy. So I suggest that literally having a, a written statement somewhere on your phone, on your computer, on your bathroom mirror of your why, why are you setting these certain boundaries? 
What is it about them that are important to you? What are you getting from them? So that you can always go back to that in times when you are pulled away from your boundaries. I don't know, Christine, if you find this in, in clients that you have or people that you're supporting in entrepreneurship, because I think entrepreneurship is by far the most challenging to set boundaries, because as we talked about, it's really you know, it becomes so personal and who you are and what you're doing. And so it's hard to, to set those boundaries sometimes. Yeah, it's it for sure is. And also, I think a lot of times what people say, it's, it's hard for them sometimes to not talk about their business or business in general, if they're meeting up on personal or with, with friends, let's say. <laughs> And yes. uh, sometimes they, they always convert back to things and they, they can't stop thinking and they all might be inspired by something. And that is great. But you need to keep in mind that if you're not amongst other people that also run their own business, this can be very challenging and, and boring for them. <laughs> and they say, no, I don't want to talk about business at the moment. You're here. And it's also right, even if you're meeting up with other entrepreneurs, and we mentioned that before, it's important to have other topics to talk about, other things, other have other interests and not only what you're doing because it will lead to maybe a burnout in the end or at least feeling stressed. But for sure, I can relate to that and I know also my clients can. And so, you know, going back to that why and, you know, I love when you said about we, you know, we entrepreneurs, we really do want to talk about what we're doing. We love what we're doing. We're excited about what we're doing. But I think it's also what you said is respecting other people's boundaries. If you want your own boundaries respected, that goes both yeah. ways. So when you're out to dinner with a bunch of folks that aren't entrepreneurs or aren't in your sphere, you know, having being able to be listening and a generous listener to what they have to say and what they have to bring to the conversation and what they're interested, interested in will not only help you respect their boundaries that they probably don't want to talk about your business the entire time, but will also help exactly what you're saying, expand your ideas and expand your horizons and expand maybe an interest that you might have. Maybe they're talking about a really cool book they're reading or that they took up crochet or, well, I found this really awesome podcast on, you know, gardening and being able to take in and synthesize what other people are saying is also a way of honoring boundaries as well. And it's, it's practicing honoring other people's boundaries is going to even make it stronger of why, why honoring your boundaries can be so important. Yes, love that you that you pick that up. So setting boundaries and respecting boundaries of others and respecting your own boundaries. <laughs> There's no point yeah. setting boundaries and then don't stick to them. And, and it's okay to stand up for yourself and say, no, but I said, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm someone who's maybe wants to set boundaries is also maybe too rigid. <laughs> I'm still learning <laughs> the Italian way. Uh, to be even more flexible, which sometimes can drive me crazy. But I'm, I'm, I have to say, I'm learning a lot, even going from Germany, moving to, to England, then to Sweden, then to Italy, all these different kinds of cultures really helped me to embrace things. And I mean, if one thing has taught us anything in the past that has happened in the past few years is 
being flexible, not only with your business idea, being flexible with how you deliver things, being flexible with all kinds of things. And I mean, we had the issue that my laptop wasn't working when we wanted to record the first episode. You were kind enough to say, well, if that's one thing we've learned in the past, is <laughs> technology can do that. And we, we had to stay flexible if we still wanted to make this podcast happen by just postponing, postponing the recording, which is like a little example. But for yeah. me, that was really horrific because I do not like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay if there's a real reason, which it was obviously. But it, uh, like you mentioned earlier as well, it, it seems so unprofessional and it's, it's not okay with me if, if someone doesn't show up to a meeting or something and all the communication broke down and I couldn't even let you know in time. <laughs> but anyway, just a little example there. Yeah, and I, I love was... that example because that connects back to the uncomfortable, yes. right? It was uncomfortable. And yeah. it was you know, uncomfortable for you because you couldn't communicate to me. We had this boundary of this is the time we're recording, right? So it, when you make an appointment, that is setting a boundary and that we weren't able to honor it. And then it was uncomfortable for me because I was worried for you. I hadn't heard from you, which is definitely not in your character, right? So we both had to experience some uncomfortableness. Yeah. And, and also wasting your time waiting. I guess I, that's one thing I, do, I don't want to do, neither for myself nor for others, is wasting time with specific things. But then anyway, we, we managed <laughs> to get together. together. I think it goes, you know, I love that because it's that uncomfortableness goes back to your why. Yeah. Right. Always going back to your why and your why really is kind of your core value. What is it really important for you to protect? And it sounds like for you, it's really important for you to protect that respect of others and respect of yourself. Mm -hmm. So getting going back to that. OK, why? Why did this trigger me so much? Right. Corey's fine. She's she's cool. She got to drink her coffee that morning. She was OK. So why, you know, why am I being triggered so much? And and it's OK that it's uncomfortable and it's OK to sit with those uncomfortable feelings and know that there'll be another time. There'll be a redo. There'll be a new day. And that when we are flexible with our boundaries, we can we can invite in some uncomfort, but we can also invite in some lessons and we can invite in some some, you know, maybe new perspectives that other people might show us, just like you said, you know, the Italian way. And that is, I think, goes back to what we talked about in the last episode of how, how can we turn stress into a butterfly? How can we be a butterfly? And I think being flexible with our boundaries sometimes can help us have that lesson of, of becoming a butterfly. And I also think, though, that we need to be very intentional when we are flexible with our boundaries. So boundaries are set up for a reason. And if we are going to let them down or if we're going to change them, there needs to be intention behind that. So, you know, thinking about my, my client with his boss, slacking him all night, if there was a big project and he said to his wife, you know what, tonight I really need to be on Slack. We have this big deadline tomorrow. I'm going to, you know, change the boundaries for, for this evening. And, and he communicates that to his wife. That is a very intentional change of the boundaries and that he is still in control of that change. So I think it's, it's important to know that we can be flexible with our boundaries 
And it's also important to remember that we we have agency and control over when we choose to be flexible so that we still protect that why, we still protect that core value that is driving our need to create these boundaries. Yep, that is great. Thank you for picking that up again. And also, I think one one thing to, to close this as well with the cycle in the what we've said earlier another time, I think in the last episode, is to, or maybe in the first one, is to put yourself in the calendar. <laughs> so time for yourself and time with your loved ones. And this way you can actually say, no, it's in my calendar. Especially if you're someone who loves being very organized and have things popping up in your calendar, you can say, yeah. okay, I know I've put this in my calendar, it's okay. And this also gives you a bit of a, a sense of feeling that's less stressed. Also for work things, you can say, I don't have to deal with that for right now. I've scheduled that in my calendar. And that's that could be another thing. And I think that's something that you also maybe wanted to pick up on in this episode again. So make a list of what yeah. self-care looks for you, I think you mentioned, and then put that in your calendar if you can. Yes, or and and post it next to that why, right? Why am I setting these boundaries? And what am I what am I protecting in those boundaries? So for me, my list is working out time with my family, time to journal, time to make my to-do list and plan my to-do list. Those are all self-care things for me. So next to my why, I have a list of what it is that I'm going to do. What is it that I'm protecting in that why? And that helps also to keep me grounded and to keep me to keep my boundaries and be okay when it's uncomfortable. Be okay when I have to say no or I have to cancel a meeting or I have to rearrange something because I know that the reason why I'm doing it and what I'm going to do during that time. For sure. And I mean, sometimes things can be a bit easier to implement and sometimes a bit more difficult. It also depends on where you're living, your, your setup. Do you live with a partner? Do you have a family? Do you have kids? All these things we do understand complicate maybe some things. However, all is possible and I think with an open dialogue with everyone as well no I, I I need time for myself now I think everyone will understand yes right. simple but not easy right yes. That's yeah I, I love that simple but not easy. I love it I'm gonna make a note actually because I'm, I want to do a video about that <laughs> simple <laughs> but not easy right anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap up this episode I think the, you know, just really making sure that you, as you're setting your boundaries and as you're thinking of the why, and as you're thinking about what it is, the self-care that you're going to do when you're setting those boundaries, to just do it with a lens of curiosity and non-judgment and try it on and see what works. And if it doesn't work, that's a-okay, right? If it doesn't work, we can pivot, we can change it. You can, you can roll with it because, you know, like you said, if we've learned anything in the last couple of years, it's the only thing consistent in life is inconsistency. <laughs> and so if we can, if we can treat ourselves with that same kindness and love, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, as we're creating these boundaries that we would treat a good friend or a loved one or a partner, it's going to go a long way in in kind of getting to that other side where where it does become more comfortable and a little less a little less uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is true. And 
exactly that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode a bit more about (laughs) self-care the myth of the self-care we already talked about and how what you can do and yeah i think thank you so much for wrapping up this episode so nicely it's an episode full of practical tips not just the theory behind it which sometimes find people find it difficult but you showed really tiny practical steps to looking after ourselves and to get towards a work-life balance even if you are an entrepreneur <laughs> yes <laughs> well Thank you for your time. And I'm looking forward to record the next one. Thank you. Me as well. Have a wonderful evening. Your time. Bye. Bye. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.